sage and fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMVU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage the Rage Lewis. He's even fought mayors. Mayors. I feel like most mayors, you know, this is what happens in corporations. And that's all a city is, is just a corporation. Um, people always get pushed up one level above where they should be. That's how it always works. Like, so, you know, you get, you get upgrades, you get these promotions until you get to a point and then you stop getting promotions. And the reason you stop getting promotions is because you now suck at your job. I mean, you're not going to move up the ladder to the next level because they're like, oh, oh, I see. And I think that's what most mayors are, is at the top. They're actually one level above where they should be. They should have just stayed in their uh, county clerk's office or, you know, what, wherever they came from, city council. Because otherwise, they keep moving up. If you find a mayor... that isn't moving up. It's because they're at the peak of their, they're beyond their peak. You know, they are, (laughs) they have maxed out their abilities. They can't go to the next level, you know? So like, um, a good example of that is Kasich. No, not Kasich. Who's that guy? Voinovich, maybe Voinovich, George Voinovich. No. Is this the guy? No. No. Youngest mayor of Cleveland. I suck at people's names. Kucinich. Got it. Dennis Kucinich believes in aliens, by the way. Um, He was from 1977 to 1979. Kucinich served as the 53rd mayor of Cleveland, a tumultuous term in which he survived a recall election was successfully in a battle against selling the municipal electric utility before being defeated for reelection by George Voinovich. Um, Not well regarded, you know, as a uh, mayor of of Cleveland, that he was not a guy that everybody was like, oh, there's a great mayor. In fact, everybody that I talked to kind of says, yeah, he's he sucked as as mayor. Um, but now he's a member of the U.S. House of Representatives from Ohio's 10th district. So he actually. <laughs> He's a national player. 
Dennis Kucinich is a national player. He didn't do great uh, in the mayoral position, but he, uh, and I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he'd have some interesting insight on that. But he's he has um, been in office from 1997 to 2013, is what it says here on Wikipedia. Um, so, and he ran for uh, Democratic nomination for president of the United States in 2004 and 2008. Uh, ran for governor in Ohio 2018. This is a guy that strives for uh, big things and thinks about big things. Okay. This is the kind of guy that can move up the ranks. But most mayors are not that. They are small thinkers. They don't really particularly understand politics all that well. They don't know how the mechanisms work. They're too afraid to take actions. They're, they create these endless um surveys and and blue ribbon panels they go to these mayor conferences uh and are told what to do uh by other people because they're out of their depth the party pushed them into the position because they thought they could win it it has a lot more to do with um name recognition than ability and this is basically how all m m the vast majority of cities in America are run. Now, that's uh, I'm generalizing, right? But what I can tell you is is that most mayors suck. They do. They just they um. They were put in by a uh, either the Republican Party or the Democratic Party um, because they thought they could win. And that's really all. And then there's an added benefit if the party is pretty sure they can control them. That's way up on the scale of uh, reasons to pick a uh, candidate to run as a Democratic Party person or a Republican Party person is how likely is it do you think you can control them? And so their ability of how well they're going to do is way down on the scale. That's not like something that these party representatives discuss in great detail. You know, they'll say, oh, well, they'll be like, well, I think he'd be a good candidate, you know, and because it's all political strategy, who do they think they can get in office? And it moves up the chain like that. Like, so, you know, you take a, a Dennis Kucinich. Now, Dennis Kucinich is pretty independent, but I think he's a, a Democrat loyalist. You know, when the Democrats need something, they can go to Dennis. Because what happens is if you don't play ball with the party, they primary you. Now, if you're not down with the lingo of politics, primaries are 
the way that the party pushes you out. And that's what like Donald Trump is trying to do. You know, like if people betrayed him, he's trying to primary these Republicans to put in a more loyal Republican. And the beauty of a, of a primary, if you're a um, party loyalist or strategist is that way fewer people vote in the primary. And typically the people that vote in the primary are insiders, you know, people that um, will do your bidding. So you get snuck under the radar of like, you know, of, of, of who you're going to be voting on. And then invariably you end up with two candidates. Um, well, in Akron, you don't end up with two candidates. I mean, you do pretend end up with two candidates, uh, but you, um, don't really end up with two candidates in Akron. It's just a Democrat. You can't win as a Republican. But one of the reasons you can't win as a Republican in Akron is because the Republican Party doesn't push anybody here. They have an inside deal with uh, the Democrats. They get some sweet contracts as long as they don't cause any waves. You see, they get their people and then they get some uh, uh, judge positions so then they can have some judge positions because that's how Republicans get into office in Akron is because um, there is not a um, uh, judges don't have a party affiliation, right? So when you see a judge on the ballot, you got to know their name or something about them. And I'm a guy who's into local politics and I'm here to tell you, I don't know anything about these um, judges and that's how they like it. They just want you to hear the name. You can, you get enough signs and uh, uh, you drive by long enough and you're like, Oh yeah, I saw that guy's sign. I guess I'll vote for him. And that's how Republicans get into a Democrat stronghold like Akron is through these uh, non-party affiliated judge positions. And so, so it's all backroom strategy. So the deal is the Republicans just all together stay out of city council um, elections and mayoral elections in Akron because they're getting uh construction contracts, their people are getting construction contracts, A, and B, they get some judge positions. So, um, by and large, the democracy in America is a hoax. You think you're voting for somebody. I mean, you go and vote. But A, you don't know who the hell you're voting for, at least locally. Nationally, you might have an idea. Maybe you have an idea of a governor, but then it's real insiders if you know your senators or your, heaven forbid, your House of Representative leader, you know, you know anything about them. So the.
yeah, this idea that you live in some sort of republic where you or democracy, you know, a republic is where you basically not elect your officials to represent you, which is what a rep- that's what America technically is. But democracy is a fine word, too. But you're being given very narrow choices when you get to the polls, you know, and the, and um, and that was what made the Donald Trump thing so amazing is that they were able to destroy this 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 gridlock of the two parties you know i think the the the, the i think they had a high hope that jeb bush was going to be the presidential candidate but it turns out jeb bush is the most boring human on planet earth and he can't hold a candle to a guy like donald trump who gets who understands a stage. And so they just all got decimated by a guy that, 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 um, you know, I think for some people was a spoof candidate. I think some people thought it was just funny. And then there were people that really were into him. And then as he went on, he did his four years, people got really into him and then he was a viable candidate. But that doesn't that's not supposed to happen to get an outside candidate, you know, and quite honestly, the the Republican Party would love to decimate um, Donald Trump because he's too much of a loose cannon. Um, They want an insider back in, you know, but the problem they have is they have all of these voters that are in love with Donald Trump and they need their votes. So they have to play this really tricky game. But the the Democratic Party doesn't have to do any of that shit. They don't have to play any games because they just keep serving up party loyalists like Joe Biden. Um, and then, uh, you know, Kamala Harris, she looks great. She's this cool, hip, African-American, multinational person, but she's an insider just like everybody else, just like just like uh, um, uh, Obama was. I mean, he looked great, but he was just an insider, an incrementalist, you know, not a great president. I mean, great that he got in uh, his his minority status was great. And he was a smooth talker um, and he didn't apparently rape women, which is pretty fucking amazing these days as a candidate, but not great, not interesting, not provocative. I mean, he had a chance to change healthcare fundamentally and then he backs out at the last minute and gives us this bullshit where we just are now forced to pay uh, insurance providers. You know, he's as inside as it gets. And so, um, uh, so you don't really, you think you're voting for somebody, but you're not, I mean, you're voting for who they want you to vote for. And so, um, so in that regard, I mean, our elections are legitimate for the most part. I don't think that. Certainly, I mean, 
you know, obviously the, the parties are trying to massage the laws of voting to favor their party. Uh, both parties are doing that. But uh, by and large, if you go out and vote and uh, you can get into the voting booth and vote, your vote's going to count. And by and large, people that are, you know, not supposed to vote, their vote is not going to count. Corruption in American politics that in that regard is is not a massive, massive issue. Um, so. But the fact of the matter is, it's that's not the problem. That's not the corruption. The two party system is the corruption. And uh, George Washington knew it was. A problem as soon as it came out. Because they control everything. And like, you know, say you don't like the NRA because, you know, guns, they're nothing in comparison to the power of the Democrats and the Republicans. They pull all the strings. And furthermore, they don't have any moral uh, uh, compass. Their only compass is how can I win? And that's why Democrats and Republicans have shifted value systems over the years, you know? Um, do you think Abraham Lincoln would be a Republican right now? No, he'd be a Democrat back then. It was the Republicans that were these radicals, you know, (laughs) um, and Republicans like to play that little game, you know, like Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Yeah, but you wouldn't vote for Abraham Lincoln right now. But he was a moderate, too. His hand was only forced like he he didn't want slavery to, you know, be pushed out into the new Western states. And and, you know, and the next thing you know, he finds himself in a civil war. But he rose to the occasion and did a great job, I think, you know, kept us all intact, which is great. I love our crazy Americans. I love them all. I love the right wing crazy Americans. I love the left wing crazy Americans. I love it all. I mean, I love them more than the moderates who are just like, you know, playing the safe bet. I mean, I love them too. I just don't love their politics. I don't, you know, I'd rather be friends with the extremists because they're trying to actually get things done. The moderates aren't trying to get things done. They're just trying to keep the, you know, keep the balance. But at any rate, the whole point of this is that you aren't getting great politicians. You're not getting these wonderful people to vote for. You know, you got Bernie Sanders and the Democrats totally annihilated his ass. Um, and it's, and the reason is, is because the, the, the Democrats get mostly what they want. Okay, the, the um especially the uh uh coastal city elite rich liberals. They're happy. You know, I mean, yeah, they'd like to see you know, theoretically they'd like to see some changes. Uh, you know, immigration is a problem for them. Race is a problem, but only sort of. They're not going to burn down the capital over it. Because their lives are great. Their lives are just fine. They're rich. 
They're living in these fancy, fancy cities. Whereas the conservatives, their lives suck. I mean, everywhere a conservative turns, they're forced to accept uh, liberal ideology. And for the most part, that's good, right? Like, like you know, um, LGBTQIA, uh, minorities. Um, that's, I mean, obviously that's what we want. But like, it's always jammed down their throat. Always. And what's, you know, anything they watch on TV, any like Super Bowl, any award show, um, you know, they're having to watch gay people kiss. And I'm not suggesting that we sh- shouldn't be doing those things. I'm obviously, I hope you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm left. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like the next door neighbor to the, to the, to the communists and the anarchists. I'm not a communist or an anarchist, but I like live right next door to them. I'm like, you're pretty awesome. I don't, I don't think we need communism. I mean, both systems are, are very problematic. I think we can get a lot of what you want in the current system we have, but you go, you want to have a communist America? Let's do it. Whatever. Let's have fun. Let's do it. Let's shake it up. (laughs) But you don't have to hate gay people, hate black people, hate minorities to just be like, can my kids just watch a wholesome show where some cross-dressing minority is wearing skin-tight clothes in the middle of an award show. There's no place where I can find wholesome entertainment that, 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 um, resonates with my beliefs. And in fact, if anything, it is very evident that the media, the main I don't like that word mainstream media because it suggests, you know, but it suggests that it's like not that Fox isn't uh, manipulating their agenda too. But most, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, those guys, you know, even Fox TV, (coughs) they're putting out racy, edgy, uh, content that would likely be uncomfortable for a rural American. You know, you don't have to hate black people and hate gay people to not want to have to see it all the time. And like, okay, let me give you an example. I used to go to this gay bar when I drank a lot. I loved it because I love gay people and they're fun 
and I had a lot of gay friends, particularly at that time in my life, and they had Dortmund or Gold on draft. That's a Great Lakes brew. It's amazing, high in alcohol content, wonderful. And I would go like all the time, and I would have a lot of fun. But I remember one night, I'm like, dudes, I'm going to go over to the bar next door just so I can see some women for a while. You know, I like literally there were just no women in this bar. They were all guys. And I was fine with it. I spent week after week after week in this bar. Very fun. Very cool. But eventually I'm like, I got to see a woman. I just got to go to a bar where there's a woman. I didn't want to hit on her. I wasn't trying to scam on some chick. I just wanted to go where there were women that I could see as well as men. I just got tired of it. Okay. Do you understand? I just got tired of constantly only seeing men. And so I feel like sometimes that's like TV for rural white families. They're like, look, I'm so glad everybody's gay now. I'm so glad everybody's brown or black and everybody, you know, and we're working towards, but can I just see some white people every once in a while? And then you'll say, well, most TV shows are all white people. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm talking like award shows, the Super Bowl. You know, it's just gets jammed down your throat. Okay. And what doesn't, and what also gets down, jammed down your throat is when you say shit like this, then they come back and they're like, you're racist. You're a bigot. No, man. No, no, no. I just, do you remember when there were the Waltons on TV? You remember that? It was a wholesome time. I would just like some wholesomeness. Oh, no, man, you're a racist, man. You just want everything to be white. No, 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 man. I'm just saying that every time I turn on an award show or a halftime show at the football game at the Super Bowl, it's going to be some racy, provocative crap that I feel uncomfortable my kids have to see. And then I'm going to have to have a whole conversation about it. And the whole deal. We have to have these uncomfortable conversations, okay? And I have probably said a dozen ignorant, racist, unthoughtful things right now. But you have to say them. Because if you don't say them, we can't get it out in the open, okay? We have to get this crap out in the open. All right. And may I say, anytime a liberal is subjected to ideas that are not comfortable to them, they throw the biggest fit you've ever seen. They are the whiniest, most self-righteous, arrogant pricks probably on planet Earth. And so they never have to be subjected to ideas that, that, that push their boundaries. 
Because if it doesn't agree with a liberal, it's not correct. It's wrong. If you don't agree with whatever some white liberal says is the truth, you're wrong. You don't have an opinion. You're wrong. <laughs> and that is as parent to everyone that is not a liberal as the nose on your face. They can't be evangelical Christians. They can't, like, they can't have guns. Uh, they can't do anything. They can't have an opinion about uh, immigration that doesn't jive with, you know, they can't want the wall. Down on the border. The wall is a stupid idea, though, by the way. But whatever. You want a wall? Have a fucking wall. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Have a wall. I mean, that's the difference. That they're the minority. Their thoughts are not only less important than a white liberal's thoughts, they are hated. How about like genetically modified crops? <laughs> we have one of the best farming uh, programs earth has ever seen in America. And all those farmers do is get shit from coastal liberals while they're eating all that food that low-cost, nutritious food. The farmers feel it all the time. They're hated. <laughs> and so you have these inner states like Iowa, you know, the outer, you know, outside of Chicago, Illinois, Wisconsin. You have all of these states filled with people that rightfully believe that all the liberals hate them. And all you have to do is go on Facebook and ask a bunch of liberals. Yeah. Everybody that voted for Donald Trump is a racist. Like most people that voted for Donald Trump, they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I don't think one way or another about race. Everybody around me is white. I don't think one way or another. I don't care what. I hope black people get good jobs in the cities. I don't know any black people. I, I, I got. There's a couple people that are black in our city. We love them. They're really nice people. I'm not even thinking about it. I just want to have a good job. That's all I want from my government. Just let me have a good job. No, you're racist, man. You're. Ra I'm not racist. Oh, when you say you're not racist, you're ra really racist. <sighs> so ridiculous it's so ridiculous and so we have this whole situation in america where we're talking past each other we don't have any 
true dialogue. We're just calling each other names, which incidentally, these intellectual college educated liberals calling. I, I heard some intellectual yesterday call a, a conservative a Qbert. I'm like, really? Qbert? You, did, 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 where did you read that? Did you, you didn't even invent that yourself. Are you three? Are you fucking three years old? Just unbelievable. The condescending bullshit these people put out. Without ever the slightest inkling of curiosity about who these people are. And they're just wrong. All these people are wrong. That's all a liberal knows is conservatives are wrong (laughs) and they don't want anything to do with them. They don't want to be near them. They don't want to see them. They don't want to hear them. And meanwhile, the conservatives have to hear the liberal bullshit 24 seven because it's on every major TV show. It's everywhere. Every major TV show has a liberal agenda in it. Gay rights, minority rights. They are forced to hear it constantly. And the liberals (coughs) never ever have to even slightly ponder conservative ideals. They're just wrong and ignorant, stupid. (laughs) And so we all got so much work to do in this country. Of course, conservatives need to not oppress and pile on the oppression of addicts, LGBTQIA, brown people, black people. They're not the source of the oppression. The source of the oppression comes from the, the, the American system that is run by the corporations that only care about the people with money. So if you don't have money, you're going to be pushed out. Simple. And on top of that, these corporations are racist. And so, you know, We're locking up all these black people. We're over-policing minority communities. And that's why we have so many black people in prison. And it's all run by the corporations. Because the corporations drive everything. But if you notice, LGBTQIA is cool right now. They got money. If more black people had money, we'd be having all these sorts of African-American festivals. We'd be, oh, loving them. But LGBTQIA, they got money. We Everything is pro-gay around America, especially in the cities. I'm glad it is. 
doesn't have anything to do that we're like, <laughs> you don't ever for a second think that the American system has some sort of morality, some sort of we should do the right thing. We only care about LGBTQIA in America because these guys got money. That's it. Black people don't have as much money, so we don't like black people. And they have to grind and grind and grind and grind. And so ultimately then we get to a point now where we can start to see what is the, the driving factor of it all, class warfare. That's all it is now. Now it's, I'm sorry, let me rewind that. It's not all it is. We have other issues within the class warfare, but for the most part, the LGBTQIA people are getting mainstreamed. Uh, They clearly have, I don't even know now. I'm embarrassed to say, uh, can, can, I got to find this out. Can gay people get married in America? I can't. Okay. Okay. Same-sex marriage in the United States. uh, The availability of legally recognized same-sex expanded from one state in 2004 to all 50 states in 2015, though, through various state and federal court rulings. Uh, So, you know, there's that. So, look, so they're all, you can get same-sex married, which is awesome. But you know why? You should look at these two guys on the Wikipedia page, these two middle-aged white guys, fancy, rich as hell, going to get in their Audis or whatever. Of course we're going to support them. They got money. Duh. They got money. (laughs) And I'm happy for them. Honest to God, I am. It was ridiculous. Look, if your church, in my personal opinion, if your church doesn't want to marry gay people, then fine. But the state, You should be allowed to marry anybody you want. One person. I think that's good. You get one person and you get all the legal rights. You want to marry your brother or sister? Marry him. I don't give a shit what you fucking do in your own house. I don't care. You should be allowed to marry one person. So then, because then you can go to the hospital and you got all these tax things and blah, 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 blah. That's why that's again, it's the only reason we don't allow it is because there's tax benefits. It's a money thing. It's always a money thing. So I feel like LGBTQIA, which I'm obviously we still have bigotry there and we need to work on it, but they're moving out of the class warfare issue there. I think now, uh, the trans world is a different story. The trans world uh, is still getting brutalized, brutalized because my theory, they don't have money like these two happy gay men right here. I'm watching Schitt's Creek. Love that show. The two guys have that store together. Perfect. They're rich. They're starting a little store. They're two white guys. They're kissing all the time. It's wonderful because they're rich. That's why they get their rights. They're rich. If you are rich, you're going to get your rights. That's why Joe Biden's 
uh, crime bill in the 90s. The same amount of cocaine versus the same amount of crack. Rich white guys did cocaine. Uh, Inner city, poor people did crack. You found yourself, what was it, 10 times worse off with the same amount of crack. Because you're poor. You're poor. The poor people are going to get, we want to just get rid of them. I'm telling you, we all that's what we want is we want to get rid of them. And we're too much of pussies to kill them like Hitler. So we do all this other bullshit. We incarcerate them. We uh, segregate them into pushing them further and further out of our cities into these, these, these terrible living conditions because we don't want them because they're poor. Now, we have all these other layers underneath. I mean, there's a lot of like, so, you know, black people, I believe the war against black people, African people, people that are, um, and it's different. Like, so for example, my, um, doctor is from Africa but he's a, you know, he's first generation Africa. So he's a little bit different. I don't know. I haven't talked to him about racism. I don't know if he experiences racism in America, the way say, um, a person that is a, um, uh, 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 you know, their ancestors were slaves, you know? Um, I don't know. I mean, he came here to get his he became, I don't know, he did his residency in New York City or something. So, you know, we picked this rich guy from Uganda, I think. I think it was from Uganda. And we brought him over here. He finished his medical stuff and now lives in Akron. He's a wealthy doctor. And we love him because he's rich. <laughs> he has that amazing African accent. He's hilarious. He's great, but he's rich. Whereas the ancestors of the slaves, a lot of those people aren't rich. So we hate them. So we have like, you know, and my doctor is dark skinned. I can't even do this whole light skin, dark skin theory that some people have. I got to believe this guy, you know, when he goes to an all inclusive resort, uh, for vacation, which he's a photographer. I see his pictures. That's what I know he does. He's going to be treated great because he walks in, he's spending money. He's at the resort. Whereas, you know, I take one of my friends, one of my African-American friends anywhere. They're going to be looked down on because they're poor. <laughs> Everything about their life is looked down upon, particularly by liberals. They hate the drugs that poor people do, like meth, yet they give their kids Adderall. It's the same chemical makeup. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Poor people can't even afford marijuana in my city. 
The rich people do the marijuana. It's more expensive than the meth. Marijuana is cool because rich people do it. They can afford that fancy, you know, boutique marijuana, you know, it's fine. Rich people do it. If a rich person does it, it's fine. If a poor person does it, it's bad. That's it. And I don't care if you're a liberal or a conservative, you believe that. That's what you're taught to believe. And so when you, as a liberal, are condescending towards conservatives, I mean, you love, like, rich conservatives, right? I mean, maybe you don't love them or whatever, but, you know, they're fine. But you you don't really scorn them like you scorn a uh, Appalachian evangelical. Because they're poor. <laughs> they're poor. You don't like poor white people. You think they're ignorant. And they're not, of course. Just as thoughtful as you. <laughs> I, I know you're, you don't even believe those words coming out of my mouth, but they are. They're just as smart as you, just as thoughtful as you. Probably more so because they're forced to deal again with your liberal ideology constantly. They constantly are getting it in their face, so they have to process it. Whereas their ideology, you never are forced to look at their ideology. And so, uh, yeah, they understand your stuff way better than you understand their stuff. <laughs> so it's, it's boiling down to class warfare and we have to tear down the walls of the poor right and the poor left, because those walls are fabricated by the two party system. They're constantly trying to keep us at each other's throats so that we fight each other and we don't fight them, but they are the enemy. The communists call them the bourgeoisie. They control all the mechanisms of mechanisms of production. Okay. They control everything of the money, you see. And so their propaganda on both the left and the right, when you watch the news, is the right tells you to hate the left and the left tells you to hate the right. And then everything's great. And they, of course, no one looks at them because they control the entire mechanism. And so, of course, you're never going to hear uh, much say that the bourgeoisie, the career politicians, and the corporations are the enemy. You're just going to hear that the rights, you're, if you're left, the right's your enemy, and if you're right, the left's your enemy. That's, that's it. And that's, they're, 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 they're playing you. You see, they're playing you. 
So we got to wake up to that, that the right is not our enemy. The, the, the conservatives are not the enemy of the, the liberals and the liberal liberals are not the enemy of the conservatives. The bourgeoisie is the enemy, the enemy. I can't overstate that enough. They are the enemy. Um, I don't advocate, uh, violence. And what I mean by violence, I mean like physical harm of other people. I, I just, it's my, my line in the sand, but, uh, it's not unwarranted. <laughs> I mean, look, look at the American revolution. They killed people over tax taxes. Okay. So class warfare is certainly a revolutionary uh, w- w- warrant, warranted for revolution. Certainly blood, a, a violent revolution. I believe that through the internet and through voting, if we can decimate, if we can, if we can decimate the stranglehold, the uh, oppressors have on all of us, if we can wake up to the fact that it's not your your American brothers and sisters that are your enemy, it's the bourgeoisie that's your enemy, then we can vote in a block and we can get more Donald Trumps. And I know that like the left is like, I don't want Donald Trump. No, 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 no. I, I get it. Like you, you were taught to hate Donald Trump by... <laughs> the liberal party and uh, by the Democrats and by mainstream Republicans. Um, they made him out to be a racist and, you know, they played into that hand and, and he certainly is problematic, but you were much more uh, brainwashed for the truth of the matter of who Donald Trump was, you know, um, you were told to believe that he was a raging racist. And, uh, I'm not saying he wasn't, isn't racist, but I'm not saying that that was his driving factor, you know? So, but we need more populists is what I'm getting at. Okay. We need populists that stand up for the values of the people. And the very values of the people are fuck the man, A, and B, give us a shot at jobs that pay a living wage and let us live in housing that's affordable. Now, I think maybe you get down to, uh, uh, I don't know what the right wants to do on healthcare. I don't know. I don't like, I don't know what the, the people, the conservative people want to do about healthcare. I personally think that we are getting raped by, uh, the healthcare system. You know, I was talking again to my doctor and he's like the, it's the insurance company. They, they pull all the strings. They control everything about medical, about your health, what gets covered and what doesn't get covered. And I think that's wrong. Personally, 
but I'd love to hear what the conservatives have to say about that. So are you, do you love the, the system that we have, but I'm here to tell you, you're going to have to start thinking for yourself. Okay. What you are being fed by Fox news, by CNBC or MSNBC or CNN is propaganda. You are being fed information, propaganda information by the political party that controls them. So you're going to have to think for yourself as to what we should be doing about things like healthcare. Okay. We have to like, we have to come to that point. And so we really all need to stop going to places like CNN, Fox News, and like, because they are infiltrating our own thoughts. And what they're doing is they take a belief that they know you have and they start there and then they wedge it to some place to a belief that you didn't have before. So it's all very intentional what the news sources are doing to you that you like to follow. They are manipulating you. They're 100% manipulating you. And if you don't wake up to that fact, then it's going to be very difficult to get you part of the revolution because they are going to tell you why the revolution must fail. They were right. Revolution will not be televised because the revolution is against them. It's against Fox news. It's against CNN. It's against uh, the New York times. It's against all of these people. So they're not going to, they're not going to televise it. And the problem is going to be that Facebook probably isn't going to televise it. They're already cutting off most of what conservatives are allowed to say. You can't talk about QAnon. I don't think on uh, any of the mainstream platforms anymore. You can talk about anything else. You can talk about aliens. You can talk about uh, Scientology. You can talk about whatever you want. You just can't talk about QAnon. And, you know, and I get it. It's, it's private property. They don't have, they don't have the same obligation to support freedom of speech. But on the other hand, you don't see the government putting out any uh, platform where they allow it, you know, (laughs) they don't want to get into the freedom of speech game. It suits them well to keep it private, keep speech uh, to the private sector because then they can control speech. (laughs) You understand? Do you understand? Because Facebook has to deal with the government. And if they don't want to be broken up, if they don't want to uh, be subjected with fines and penalties, they got to do what the government says. So it works out great. Facebook has to squelch your freedom of speech because they are beholden to the government. And the government does not want you to have freedom of speech. 
You see? So it's perfect. It's a perfect system. <laughs> You're not going to be able to talk about the revolution on Facebook. Don't be stupid. Soon as they get word, you know, um, I do think there will be technology that you can use. I think like signal, for example, I like, uh, I've been doing some conversations on signal. Some people like telegram. I like these smaller, uh, platforms. Um, but even them, I certainly don't trust them that all freedom of speech is allowed, you know? Are you going to be able to um, strategize your friends to to uh, take out a bridge in the Revolutionary War against the bourgeoisie? Hell no, you're not going to be able to do that because the government's not going to let you. They're going to call you uh, traitors, and uh, which was exactly what the Re American Revolutionary people were. They were terrorist traitors. <laughs> But now that they're in charge, any fighting against the American government, oh, now that's a different story. That's a different, that shit ain't going to fly. So we got to think about that, right? We got to think about, and I'm, and I don't even think like just, you know, this kind of conversation. And again, I'm, I'm a bloodless revolution guy. I'm not going to advocate violence against people. I'm not even going to re recommend blowing up bridges. You know, I don't, I don't. No, I'm not, no, I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that is advocating uniting and voting. Vote in a block. We need independent people that support the people. Because we can have that. We can have politicians that support the people because the people have universal desires like safety access to good jobs, affordable housing, like shit, like we all want that, but those aren't the issues that the, 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 the two parties want us to deal with. They want us to talk about abortion and guns and divisive issues. That's what they want us to talk about because the divisive issues are the ones that keep us at each other's throats, you see? And so we have to that's what we hear about constantly on the news. Um, we're not going to hear about issues that are um, uniting between conservative people and liberal people. That's what you're going to hear from me, ladies and gentlemen, because that is the truth. And fuck the bourgeoisie, fuck the man, and fuck the system. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.